everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 126. 126. Um, of course, yes, that's, that is Neil, of course. I am Tom. I still, Neil, don't, I still am a little under the weather from my three back-to-back weekends of debauchery. Why? What do you mean? You're just tired? Well, I'm tired, and I haven't really got my voice back. I have like a little, I, I, you know, two years ago, I would have said I have a little cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I do have a little cold. COVID, COVID. What's well, that stupid Delta variant, right? Yeah. But you know, I have I have a job where I'm I'm either like blasting air conditioning like 60 degrees, or I'm outside and it's been like 95 degrees. Well, I think the air conditioning will do that to you too. It'll give you what the Vegas feeling Vegas a little, feeling a little run down, man. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, I mean that too. Yeah. Um. But I just don't feel like I don't feel like I can I don't feel like I can live like a maniac for three weekends in a row. I think that's the bottom line. Um, we'll I'm see how you, we'll, we'll see how you do with four nights in a row in Vegas, huh? Well, see, I can do it for the like. I'm sure I can sustain it for the weekend, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll probably be like worthless for a week after. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, that's an interesting thing. So, I've been to a few shows with you, but if it's yep. a band, if it's a band that you really like, are you at yep. the are you at the front singing along with every song, like like belting out the lyrics, or do you just like to stand at the back and just listen quietly? but oh, i like just... to go up front for the bands i want to see generally okay but do you do you sing along or do you just sit there and nod your head oh yeah absolutely okay. no pop my fist sing along yeah okay do the whole thing um you and i have been to a couple of shows where we kind of chilled in the back well no when we went to lillington's i think i went right up front yeah well you were all was... over the place that night yeah well and it, it obviously you know the amount of lubrication one takes in affects yeah. one's performance at the show you know my my you know my performances can be legendary also <laughs> yeah but. they yeah they can yeah they can well and i must admit at the state show i'm assuming you you know you didn't really you couldn't really sing along with some of those no. some of those songs no and as much as i like the band yeah they're not they're not songs where you're yeah these are not misfit songs. There's no whoa, whoa, whoa's, you know. Right, you can't yeah sing along with those. The funny thing is, I I played some of the state stuff Just and stuff. So, what? What's that? Yeah. I didn't say anything, Neil. I okay. Th- I think our internet connection sucks. Yeah, I think it does too. I think we'll give it like one more shot. Um, but I was gonna say that I I played state and remember the band that opened for state was it the Elder Gods? The Elder Gods. Yeah. Yes. So I, I played both of those bands to Lydia, and she, she loved The Elder Gods. In fact, she's looking, she, to, she's looking to buy stuff from them. She's like, did they have any T-shirts? And I'm like, yeah, they talked about it no, endlessly like, throughout the set. They were like $4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. They were like, we have $4 T-shirts at the thing, and I think like it's, I think the 45s we were like 2 bucks. Records, yep. Stickers and records and T-shirts and stickers and <laughs> yeah. records. Yeah, yeah. So now I regret not getting them because I don't quite know they how to get them. They kind of like one. a brain-damaged uh, shtick. Yeah. Well, they were an, in- they well, were an you interesting know, they band. An they, had an L- they had an LP, and I would have bought it, but they irritated me by playing too long. Yeah, like, they Like, they did. were a good half-hour band, but they played, like, 50 minutes. Like, what are you guys doing? Right. They, well, they played longer than, sta- than State, I think, didn't they? Oh, yeah. State played, like, 35 minutes. Yeah. 20 songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Played their entire catalog. Exactly. So yeah, so yeah, opening bands half hour man, give it give it a half. Yeah, for sure. Don't hang out there for fifty minutes. Nobody wants. Nobody's there to see you. Well, maybe some, some of, of that crowd was actually though. I mean, maybe some of that crowd was because weren't they local boys? Those guys. Ah, uh, Kalamazoo, yeah, fairly yeah. local. 
Yeah. Hmm. So, oh well. Listen. Thank you for sending us love mail and hate mail. Of course, you can do that at uh, Punk Till I Die seventy seven at Gmail, or you can send us a message on Facebook at Punk Till I Die Podcast. Uh, we, mu- I must say, by the time you hear this, it might be too late, but we're going to probably order a few extras. We are in the in the heat of a new T shirt order. Yes, we are. And this is going to be they're going to be Heather White. They're going to have the black Stiv Classic art. Our classic plagiarized logo uh, on the front. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Whatever, man. <laughs> now they're driving in stakes or something out there. I was going to say. Might, I was going to say. Are you whipping yourself over there? Might, yes, I'm crucifying <laughs> myself. I'm doing a. I'm doing the passion. I'm reenacting it. No, it's just like so my neighbors are doing yard work. Which you know, listen, man, it's it's evening time in suburbia. You could do yard work, but it's it's uh, you know, some of us are trying to you know take care of our creative pursuits. So. I'm just opening a new kind of beer. I've never had anything by these guys before. What is it? It's a local brewery called uh, Kings and Convicts. Mm, never and heard of it. the beer is called King, like... the beer is called King's Bitch. <laughs> it sounds like something Mike Ness would drink. Yes, yes, it does. So I'm drinking, I'm drinking King's Bitch. It's an IPA. It tastes pretty good, actually. Not bad. Mm, excellent. Not bad I, at all. I am trying not to drink alone during the week at home so much. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. It's not like I've had some major epiphany or something. I'm just like, eh, I don't need to, you know, drink six beers on a Monday night. Thanks for, so. thanks for putting me to shame, just as I open mine. That no, nice. that's okay. <laughs> like, if we do it later than we we record on a Wednesday or a Thursday, I'll probably break that vow. So You'll be in the bag? Right. Yeah. That's right. I don't know about in the bag, but, you know, we'll see. We well, shall see. You know, like I said, I've been gone three weekends in a row, so my, my goal between now and punk rock bowling is pretty much just to kiss my wife's ass. Yeah, were you uh, were you doing every, were you doing everything she asked last weekend? You yeah, a pretty good boy. Much. Well, you know, I, you you know this, and I know I've talked about it before, but my my younger son is sporty. He's a, you know he plays tennis and he wrestles. So our social life, our social calendar during those seasons revolves around his schedule. Right. So like last Saturday, uh, he uh, played tennis up in a place called Cadillac, Michigan, which is kind of a nice little town north of here so we you know went up there and watched him play and then we spent the day in cadillac you know had a nice nice time walk any record stores at dinner and you know that's our they did not no no i found a couple like secondhand shops that had some records but but like you know 15 dollar like beat up doobie brothers records and stuff people are high that's the worst man it really is um i did i did go to a class in East, or a class in Lansing, a work class in Lansing, Lansing a couple weeks ago, and I did get to go to Flat Black and Circular, a record store that I've been crowing about for years in uh, East Lansing, an old school record store. So, always love that. Did you get so, anything? I did. I got a Detroit band that was like a lost hardcore punk band from Detroit called Pathetics. Hmm. Oh shoot, I was going to play some Pathetics. That's right. And I got a. Um, um, a Meat Men seven inch that I actually didn't have. I oh. kind of trying to get all the Meat Men stuff on vinyl. It's called Happy Fucking Easter Asshole. Hmm. Yeah, never heard of that one. But no, it's later, like five years ago or something. Okay, so but I assume ago. that if that meant the the original seven inches as well, I assume those are pretty expensive. I would guess, right? Triple Children Pro- suck, etc. Probably. Uh, but they were more known for, of course, their twelve inches. But I'm not sure. Yeah. It was on Touch and Go, but they might not be that expensive. I think, yeah. Were they on any labels before Touch and Go? No, that was that was Tesco's label. Oh, okay. 
All right. He found it. He founded it, and it was worth so little that eventually he just gave it to the dude from Necros, and that guy still runs it. If you remember when Rick Sims was on, he was he spoke very highly of the dude from Necros. He said he absolutely trusts him, hundred percent. Well, yeah, as far the, as you know, yeah, they're still fair dealing and all. He's still talking about them doing that uh, digits. Um, I think double album greatest hits kind of thing, which. But with all the vinyl being pushed back, all the vinyl uh, pressing plant shit, it might not come out until like fucking middle of twenty twenty two, probably right. Twenty twenty five. Yeah. Well, and then, then it'll be sixty dollars. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah, know what's quite going possible. On. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. Neil. I don't know what's going on with that. Well, I actually ordered the uh, teenage, the new teenage, yeah, teenage bottle rocket album today, six sash, because I I really like it. The, I've heard it like four times. I really like it, mm. so I ordered it from Fat Rack today. Yeah, twenty bucks shipped ain't bad, right? Yeah, yeah, no, fat wrecks were reasonable. Um, so, but when is it shipping? Like November. Right? November, yeah, yeah. Mm. Which tomorrow right. is tomorrow is like September, right? Or the day after? Uh, tomorrow. Two days, yeah, two yeah. days. So it doesn't seem right. so bad then when you talk about that. So you know. All right, I'll tell you what. We better play a song. We've, we're off to a nonsense, no <laughs> Not progress <laughs> beginning yes, here. Yes, we are. Yep. Um, so my songs today are all, uh, bands that I'm looking forward to seeing at Punk Rock Bowling, which is now less than a month away. It is, yes. And, you know, I was, I was a big fan of a lot of those, like, 90s Riot Girl bands, but I never, for whatever reason, really checked this one out. The Luna Chicks, are you familiar? Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a little bit, sure. I mean, I wasn't They're a big fan, the... but, you know, know who they are, kind of thing. Well, this, this song I picked out, I don't know if this, I don't know if this is on a record, or if this is just, like, a standalone single, or what, but this is... Uh, I'm going to play the Luna Chicks doing uh, the great old Blondie song, Heart of Glass. Okay. So this is Luna Chicks, Heart of Glass.
chicks there with Heart of Glass. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that's an interesting song because that was like when Blondie definitely moved away from their power pop new wave kind of thing to doing a, a disco song, disco right? Thing, and yeah. that, but even so, it was still pretty widely accepted because it was because it was Blondie, and of course, it came out on clear vinyl, so that was always a big. Did it really? Yep, it was a big hit too because back then the uh, clear vinyl, I mean, co- any kind of colored vinyl was uh, unusual. And uh, people like to buy that stuff. So, yeah, that one coming De- out. And De- Debbie Harry was pretty easy on the eyes back oh, in the day. Oh, hell yeah. And that is, that is a really good song. Yeah, you know? no, it's good. Yeah. I remember when my son was like a baby. My son Gibson, who's 22 now, one of the songs that my wife loved to like rock him to was like The Tide is High. Oh, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's ra- random thought. Random thought has nothing to do with anything. But yeah. anyway. That's good. Though. Hey, so... So I took the weekend off and hung out with my wife like a good, dutiful husband. Yes. And and you were out acting like a maniac, right? I mean, you didn't do anything that's going to get you featured on a podcast about sexual assault or anything, did you? <laughs> I, I, I did not, Tom, and I did not black out and wander the you, halls. You, of did, you didn't or you don't remember? <laughs> I didn't. No, I, I, I definitely didn't. Um, uh, see, that's these, these are the type of jokes, Neil, that make Swedish... <laughs> oh. Well, you cut out on me there, but I assume you're making fun of our <laughs> friend Beate, all right? Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's the Swedish, you know? It's lost, the, the humor is lost in translation with the Swedish bastards. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they might have a nice country, anyway, but no sense of humor. You, you went to Motoblot. <laughs> I did, I did, yeah. Uh, Motoblot is a Chicago um, tradition, well, tradition, it's been going for like 10 years, maybe, Um street festival um it's kind of over by um well it's put on by the guys that own old rise brewing which is cobra lounge basically um and they close off like a couple of streets around there and have a three-day festival it's friday saturday and sunday even though the main day is a saturday and it'll be like old motorcycles actually new motorcycles too uh old cars um, and then bands and walking around the closed off streets, drinking and, and just having fun. It's, uh, it's probably my favorite one of those kind of things in Chicago. Chicago has lots of street festivals in the summer, but, sure. um, Motoblot is definitely my favorite because it's basically just all alternative people. And I, I'm using that in the lowercase a, um, sure. loosely, yeah, Lucy, just, just, People that don't fit in with everybody else, right? Whether that be bikers, whether that be like rockabillies, whether that be, you know, a lot of punk rockers. Just it's a very, very eclectic crowd. You know, they'll be like they have like a pinup contest. They have like vaude, um, not vaudeville. What what do they call those dance burlesque dances? They have like burlesque ah, yes. dances. They have all kinds of stuff like that. You know, and it's uh, it's just very, very cool, very laid back. Um, and the fact of the matter is, you said Chicago has a lot of street festivals. They do, but the music is generally pretty bad at them. It, yeah, it's generally eclectic at best. Like that one yeah. I went to a few, uh, like a few weeks ago, which was Mast Intruder. But Mast Intruder would, you know, they're, they're like mixed the only good in. band, though, right? Yeah, they were like mixed in with like weird indie bands and like weird reggae yeah. cover bands, just you know, weird shit like that. So, um, I, I, I guess I shouldn't say bad bands, but the only band that maybe is really up our up my alley that kind of thing yeah yeah up your alley up your alley baby um yeah 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 so this is i mean i always have fun it doesn't like normally they'll have one decently sized to big band you know playing on the main stage um on on the saturday like i've seen naked ray gun headline in there before i've seen Mm. um super suckers headline in there before i've seen Mm. one of those who was one of those irish 
Irish punk bands. Uh, Tossers or something? Yeah, to- I think Tossers. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen they're, them they're from Chicago. That's yeah, I I've seen them headlining before. So you know they get some you know mid-sized bands like that to play. Sure. And it's normally like fifteen bucks to get in or something. Not a big deal. Sure. You're there all day. Real reasonable. Yeah. 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 How much? How much are the beers? That's always the deal breaker. They weren't bad actually. They were six bucks. Okay, not yeah, bad. Yeah, and they and this year they had like they had old fashions on tap and uh, like Moscow mules on tap and stuff like that. Ooh. So, yeah. Did you drink some? Did you try some of those? Um, I didn't, but of course my friend Rick, um, you know Rick, you met ah, him. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he was partaking liberally. Um, <laughs> well, you you uh, we did have a couple conversations. You you seemed like you were partaking pretty liberally too, my friend. I was, and the funny thing was, it was way more. Well, you know me, I'm normally like good for three or four, and then I pretty much stop right. Yeah, Jerry um, Pumpkin. Yeah, I was like, I was into six or seven, and uh, mm. but but I think because it wow, was. Wow, Neil, you could. Yeah, well, you, I'm not you a could TO standard. Keep up with us for a couple. Yeah, hours. yeah, for like an hour, um, <laughs> but because it was so hot, I think, and there's a lot of walking about and stuff like that. We stopped and went and got some food and stuff like that. We went to um, Twisted Spoke, and uh, so I think because it was hot and you were sweating a lot, I didn't really didn't really seem to affect me much at all. So mm. that was good. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, I didn't feel super tired. I didn't feel like leaving or anything, so that was good. Um, well, that's good, dude. You need to get your tolerance up for punk rock bowling. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I'll just take it easy, you know, pace it out through the day. So, um... Psh. Go ahead. I, know, I was just... I was... Psh, I yeah. Was psh, <laughs> right. you. Yeah, yeah. So, the headliners um, at Motoblot this year were um, on Saturday with the Necromantics. Um, mm. Psychobilly band, originally from uh, Denmark, I believe. Uh, even though you, now you were you were a fan of them, I am. Yeah, I mean, do you have records and stuff. Or you I just do. See them live and like no, them? no. I've, I mean, I've seen them live a bunch, but I do. I have like two or three of their albums. Yeah, um, they're not my fi- favorite psychobilly band by any means, but I I, mm. I do like them. Um, they always put on a good show as well. Uh, so that was the that was the main headlining band. But then there was there was a few other bands throughout the day that you know I wouldn't have minded wouldn't have minded seeing. So. Um, you know what? I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna start off with a necromantic song. Um, this is. I know I've played them a couple times before, so I'm gonna start off with a kind of slower one. This one's called Moon Chaser. So uh, I think this is from like 2000. Ooh, yeah, like 2004, I think, off one of their American releases. Um, so yeah, so this is Moon Chaser by the Necromantics. Stop us, won't need to wait up to the moon But only to the side 
All right, Moon Chaser there by the Necromantics. Um, so I had planned to get there because, I mean, okay, so set the scene, right? It was due to be 95 degrees on Saturday with very high humidity. Mm -hmm. And because this is outside, uh, it was like, well, I don't want And it opened at noon. I'm like, well, I'm not going to want to... And the Necromantics didn't go on till like, 8.30. So I was like, I'm not going to want to walk around in 95-degree heat for eight and a half hours. So uh, the band I really... Uh, the other band I really wanted to see, there was a Clash tribute band called London Calling, who were going to be playing at 3. So I was like, so, okay. So how, how were they? Um, They were okay. Nothing better than you and me and a couple of other friends and a week of practice couldn't do, to be honest. Mm, that's um, a bummer. Yeah, uh, I mean, pretty, pr exactly what you would imagine for the set, you know, like White it's Riot. Just like Greatest Hits, yeah. Yeah, Greatest Hits, and not even that many of them, to tell you the truth. They only seem to play for, doo -doo 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 -doo, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes, maybe? Mm. I mean, they could have easily played for 45 or 50, because there was a big gap between them and the next and the next thing. Well, and everybody knows the songs. Right. You know, they, I, was, I was just complaining about these these opening bands. Nobody wants to hear more than 30 minutes if they don't know you. But if you're playing Clash songs, you can play for an hour. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And there was a lot of people up front for that, and they were very excited. So it seemed like kind of a shame, because we, we arrived a little bit late, too, because of fucking Chicago traffic. Um, we didn't get there till like, 3.15 or something, so they were already, like, three or four songs into the set. So we only, mm. saw, we only saw, like, four songs. They only played, like, eight songs, I think. Mm. Um, and I have to say, they could have done a little... They're, they're a tribute band. So they could have done a little bit better with the presentation as well. Mm. Um, I don't were know. Were they just like, just like wearing gym shorts and like... Uh, yeah, basically. Like T-shirts. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I didn't know that Joe Strummer was like about 400 pounds. That sounds terrible, <laughs> but I'm just saying it kind of ruined the it kind of ruined the aesthetic, you know what I mean? Fat shaming. Neil's fat shaming the well. fat Joe Strummer tribute singer. <laughs> I am, aren't I? Terrible. <laughs> I'm just well, saying. Well, listen, man. If, if I so okay, so I guess I understand why they weren't wearing like the full torn up like suits and stuff because it's ninety degrees, right? Yeah, but so, okay. So the last time I saw a Clash tribute band at uh, at, at Mona Blood about three or four years ago, they were called oh what were they called? They were all dressed as nuns. Um, nuns of Brixton. <laughs> that's what they were called. Nuns oh, of Brixton. God. <laughs> but they were fucking great. great. They they did it, even though obviously they, they didn't look like the Clash. They did a much better job with the Clash songs than London Calling did. I have were to they, say. Were they women? No, they were guys dressed as nuns. <laughs> because what, one thing I think we talked about it might have talked about it last week or or I don't remember, but but I know you and I have talked about it. Well, how these a lot of these cover bands now are named are, are women, like all women, right? So oh, you got. You oh, got we'll, get we'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to that in a bit. Okay, okay. You're your planet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I got that. So I'm anyway, probably, so I don't, mean, I don't mean to scrub your storytelling pace. No, go ahead. So <laughs> this good old Rick reminds me of you so much, man. Because you know, <laughs> I said we'll get there at three. So he got there probably at like ten till three. And so he does. And if you put Rick and I next to each other, he definitely we, he looks like you'd be my older brother. He I does. Mean, we are. Yeah. We have a similar countenance. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure, and a, an ability to drink as well. Yes, <laughs> I think he has a hollow leg. But anyway, yeah, he got there at like ten anyway, to three, sorry. and I got there at like quarter after. So <laughs> we we're, both, yeah, we both drink like beans. Yeah, so we're only talking about twenty-five minutes late, right? So 
yeah. you know, I get up, I, I, we get in, I get right up front at London Calling, and uh, and he comes up next to me, and uh, he's holding what looks like an old-fashioned. And I'm like, oh, is that your first? He's like, no, it's my fourth. Oh, man. <laughs> and he was obviously, he was obviously already uh, feeling the effects, which was, which was funny. Well, he had three beers in the car. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the funny thing with him is, though, he, he, he can sound a little bit drunk, like, after just a couple, but then he stays at that level for, like, six hours. Like, no matter yeah. how much more he drinks, he just stays at that same level. It's kind of incredible, really. His bummer is he lives, like, in the western suburbs or something, right? Like, he doesn't live that close to Chicago. No, it's probably at least like an, an hour. Uh, at least an hour for him. Yeah, with yeah. no traffic. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, he was half cut. But then we walked around and, you know, because it's all... FYI, if you're paying attention, that's the same Rick that uh, Neil missed the Zero Boys show with me to go to his wedding. Yes, yeah, that was a week ago. <laughs> Yeah. So this so yeah. this is how he wanted to spend his honeymoon. Hanging out he's, with he's, me. he's already he's been married for a week. He's like, I gotta get away from this woman. Go, <laughs> yeah. go, go hang out with me, Google. Well, she came oh, out with she she came out to Motorblot One, so I don't wonder whether she liked it very much. So mm. not really her scene. But anyway, he rides a motorcycle, so there's lots of uh, you know lots of stalls and stuff selling like leathers and t-shirts mm. and all kinds of motorcycle stuff. So we walked around looking at that stuff, you know, getting getting drinks. Um, Looking at some of the old bikes, looking at some of the old cars and stuff, and uh, so that was cool. And then I'll put up some pictures of that too, because that was uh, that was fun. Um, and then let's see what happened. Then the next band was called the High Jivers, and they were a three-piece. I'm guessing they were local, because uh, there was a lot of people up front watching them. Kind of a roots mm. rockabilly kind of thing, uh, mm. some country kind of thrown in there. Um, after a few songs, we actually broke away because we wanted to go to Twisted Spoke to get something to eat. Because by this time, we're looking at like it was like four thirty. Oh no, so, I'm so sorry. In, in between London Call and the High Jive was was a pinup contest. I'm sorry. So all the okay. pinup girls came up and did the shtick, you know, like something out the 1950s. It was actually very cool. So, so is the Twisted Spoke? Is that not on site? Did you actually leave the festival? We did. We left the festival. Yeah, we had wristbands and stuff. So it's only like five or ten minutes away. Okay. But we kind of gotcha. also wanted to get out of the heat because it was like four o'clock. Sure. It was super hot, so we went to Twisted Spoke, which See, is have a couple drinks, drink some water, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, we went up there. It's actually right by the old tattoo place where I used to get tattoos. Great Lakes. It's it's right there. Mm. We should go to. Twi- I'll, I'll take you to Twisted Spoke sometime. You you would like it. What what is what is it? What kind of food they got? Um, it it's 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 a it's like a. Uh, I would, not exactly a dive bar, but it's that would be, probably be the best description. Mm. But it's like a Chicago landmark. It's on a corner, and it's got like a lot of old motorcycle memorabilia inside there. And they play mm. um, like blaring metal and stuff. They play a lot of metal, even though they played some punk while we were there too, which was cool. And I believe starting at midnight every night, they just show porno movies behind the bar. <laughs> so you can sit at the bar and watch pornos and stuff. Um, Excellent. So yeah, it's that it's that, oh, kind, of, great, it's that kind of great, place. great first date bar. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Just blaring metal music gives way to pornos on the. Yeah, just just leave before midnight, I guess. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we went there, had some gumbo and stuff, and, and Lydia was with me, and so was Laura. Um, so it was hmm. that was good. Uh, we had a lot of fun there. Actually, we stayed there probably for like an hour and a half or something like that, just drinking and Rick. <laughs> Rick was having his mixing beer with. Uh, he got a. He, he was drinking Miller Miller High Life plus like 
what the hell was he drinking? I don't know. It was old fashions again, but it was something <laughs> like that. Whatever the fuck it was. Uh, you know, I only ever met Rick the once one time in person, but maybe hopefully when I get back to Chicago in October this year, maybe. Oh yeah, for sure. We, yeah, we'll we have to do together. something. Yeah, put yeah. you two together. Having those yeah. all might happen. You can, um, be our, you can be our chauffeur. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, so anyway, sorry. So then uh, we went back to the festival. Um, saw a band called the Screaming Rebel Angels, who were again like a like a rockabilly thing. Uh, stand up. Wait, if you if you you ever see those things, Neil? Like they're like name generators. Yeah, seriously, like, right? Yeah. It's like pick pick your first letter, your initial. It'll be like you know. And then your date of birth and whatever, and it comes up. I mean, it seems like if you put your name in, like, a random rockabilly name generator, <laughs> that's what will come out, right? Screaming Rebel Angels, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this was and this was pretty typical because the, the guitarist was playing a big old acoustic, you know, semi-acoustic like uh, Eddie, Eddie Cochran Gretsch, um, yeah. which was almost as big as he was. Yeah. Um, and the singer... Stand-up, the stand-up bass, of course. Well, yeah, fem- actually female playing the stand-up bass and singing mm-hmm. with flaming red hair. Really? So, yeah. So that was, uh, and they were okay. I mean, nothing special, but they were entertaining. Sure. And then they they crowned the um, the pinup uh, winner. Got crowned after that, and you know the pinup contest. Ne- never mind sexist, because they had uh, they had a uh, uh, what? Oh, um, trans. Is that what you would say? Oh, <laughs> oh, Neil's having some old man problems here. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to offend anybody. But it was a yeah. A, well, a, did, the, did the trans person win? No, she, no, okay. she didn't win. Okay, good. No. I mean, a lot of now I'm having some old man problems. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stop. I'm just gonna stop. A lot of balls to get up there, you know. Yeah. Admittedly, hey. <laughs> Neil, that, is a, that, wasn't, a that wasn't that wasn't meant like that. That wasn't that's such a locker room joke. <laughs> well, no, that didn't mean it like that. I meant she really did have a lot of guts to get up there, and it, you okay. know, the... well, you could have said guts. You intentionally chose not to. No, it's all right. I just, but no, it, it's well, it's funny because at those those pinup things, those rockabilly things, a lot of those Bettys or whatever they call them, they're definitely. It's not. I mean, you don't have to be like a just a knockout beauty, you know. There's just definitely. It's definitely a little more accepting, I think, of all types, which is which is good, right? Oh, it is. It just is like, just it like is you for sure. and I, accepting of all types. Accepting of all types, yeah. But you know, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of bikers in this crowd, so to oh, do yeah, to yeah. do that did take a lot of uh, guts. There you go guts. into the balls. How's yes. that? So you know, because you never know how you're going to be. Man, we used to go to biker. You know, we used to go to biker stuff, and once in a while, my band would play a biker thing. Um, and I don't know. If... I think Tom just got yeah, kidnapped by the bikers, biker and they would always have wet t-shirt contests. Yeah, but they would always just become like either topless or full nude. Like it was, they were so raunchy, dude. These things were so raunchy. Oh, there was none of that but, there, unfortunately. Well, they, it was it was pretty eye opening. We were like in our early twenties and we're playing this band. Everybody hated the band. You know, bikers all hated our band. But <laughs> at least at least when we didn't get paid, we got to see some forty year old topless chicks. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you got to look at the bright side of life, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, maybe some of the bikers at uh, Motoblot were hoping that was going to happen, but it didn't. Um, it was, <laughs> but anyway, that was that was fun. Let me play, uh, another, let me play another song, y'all. Let's get back to Motoblot. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so, anyway, like so we're back so, at you know, we we we. Of course, we, I'm thinking of like a memory from 1995 with topless. You know, anyway, we crowned the winner, and then we went, you know, walked around and were drinking some more. But anyway, you play another song, dude. Well, this, but this is so inappropriate after the conversation we just had. Okay, good. But. 
you know, one of, I'm actually a little bummed uh, at Punk Art Bowling. Once again, to go back to Punk Art Bowling, my themes for my songs, um, Gorilla Biscuits ended up having a drop-off. Right. And they got replaced by Youth of Today. And I don't hate Youth of Today, but I prefer Gorilla Biscuits. Um, but I've never seen Youth of Today, so I guess I should kind of look at the bright side. And we do not play a lot of this type of music. Uh, this is like classic, like New York hardcore style music. This is uh, Youth of Today, Tear Down the Walls. of today there and actually i think the song is called break down the walls did i say tear yeah all right break down the walls tear down the walls whatever break down the walls and the only reason i know that is because when i was looking for it i couldn't find break down the walls and it was like tearing my hair out I then... so i said it to you wrong I te- I said, oh. yeah no worries um like i'm I... such a huge i'm such a huge fan of the band that <laughs> yeah, i don't... don't know the name of their signature song <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> Oh Jesus! Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So remind me after I get finished with the Motoblot stuff to to go back to Youth of Today because I have something I want to say about that. Okay. Um, I would have saved that song for later then, but okay, that's right. No, that's fine. Well, you went to know. Um, so anyway, where do we leave? Oh yeah, we're walking around looking at stuff. So they, they um, want, yeah, the pinup the pin contest is over. Yeah, and look. Okay, so Rick knows somebody that he used to work at Abelson Taylor or one of those huge advertising companies. Um, okay. And some guy he worked with. Um, at Abels and Taylor in a, you know, in the city, button-down job, you know, advertising, whatever, um, decided to quit and become an artist. And fast forward 20 years later or whatever, this guy has got a stall at Motoblot, and he does, like, custom paint jobs for cars, motorcycles, um, mm. anything like that, and supposedly he's making a fucking mint, and his stuff is gorgeous. So I'm gonna actually oh. going to put, I'm actually going to put a picture of some of the stuff he does, because it's absolutely fantastic. 
You shouldn't paint your Toyota. I probably couldn't afford it, my friend. This guy is... Even though he lives in Indiana, I believe. I believe his stuff is... Get it all. Get it all flamed up. Expensive. He doesn't do that kind of stuff. He does... He makes everything look super aged. It's it's difficult to describe. Uh, oh, I got you. Yeah, no, I've seen that. You know, you can buy guitars like they were like, yep. well, this guitar is like a 57 Fender that's been played for exactly. 40 years. Yeah. Ago. So he does like... He'll do like new cars, but the way they're painted, it makes huh. it look like it's like you know super vintage and stuff he does he does gorgeous work anyway so jay moto is his name that sounds, like, that sounds like buying jeans with knees holes already in the knees <laughs> kind of i guess but <laughs> but the stuff is fantastic um so huh. okay, give him a, cool. a lot of props for that but anyway so one of the things i was most looking forward to was there's a an old girl kiss tribute band was going to be playing next <laughs> um now i'm not a kiss fan by any means but i must say this i thought this was going to be super exciting right um, you you like Kiss, right? You're a Kiss fan, of course you I'm, are. I, I, I'm a I'm a casual Kiss fan. I, I'm not crazy for them, but I do enjoy a few of their songs. Definitely. All right, I've seen them a couple times. So the crowd's getting pretty hyped because you know uh, daylight's just starting to fade. And... Hype, hype slash drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, so they're starting to get the stage ready, and next thing you know, this huge fucking stretch limo pulls in the back, and. Uh, which was difficult because the road is very it's very narrow and there was hardly any space. <laughs> but this huge stretch limo uh, pulls in, and the girls come out dressed as Kiss in the full Kiss costumes and stuff like that, which seemed really impressive. But the unimpressive thing was, you kind of expected them to get right on the stage and just start playing. Sure. But no, they got up. They got out of the limo and then proceeded to start messing about, setting up amps and stuff like that. So oh. it was oh, it was completely unimpressive. Wow. And one of the girls had a problem with her boots, and they had, there was some guy who was fixing her boots with duct tape <laughs> as she was lying down. It was it was most unimpressive. So it, it was sort of like they they pulled back the curtain, like you didn't want to like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, couldn't you have fucking done this inside the limo? And then it was wondering. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean. You know, I, I saw Judas Priest when they did their first reunion tour with Rob Halford, mm -hmm. and he rides his frickin' Harley up on the stage, you know, before he starts singing. But he doesn't ride his Harley up on stage, park it, and then go, we'll be back in about 15 minutes, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sound checking, that's playing around with the amps and stuff like that, and fixing his boots. <laughs> they can learn. They can use the learn a thing or two about showmanship from Rob yep. Halford. So the girls eventually get ready. And they're about ready to play. Everyone by this time is getting kind of bored. It's like 20 minutes since the limo, the limo is long gone. <laughs> and and they, uh, they, <laughs> they, they strike the first chord of the song. And uh, the, the, guitar, the, guitar, the guitars weren't playing in the same key. And the microphone wasn't, oh. <laughs> and the microphone wasn't working. <laughs> So, you gotta be kidding me! No, it was like it was like the most pathetic performance. Like Spinal Tap or it, 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 it was, you know what it was like. It was like um, a high school band who just got together in the first couple of you know first couple of weeks and they're just practicing for the first time because they really don't know how the mics work <laughs> and stuff like that. That's what this was like. It was it was completely embarrassing. Slutter. I mean, is is the best thing about the band is the name Slutter. Yeah, I mean they now, should be. No, you didn't see the Black Sabbath cover band. That was a different day. I did not. Black Sabbath played on Friday. The Black so, Sabbath. Yeah, I, I was. It's funny. I'm like, because I'm in the in my mind going, what other? I mean, that's such a great thing. Like it's such a great gimmicky thing. Like what else could you you do? Like the Wench Pistols or something? Or like, I I don't, I don't know. What could you? I'm trying to think of some other like great, uh, you know, Chick Spar mm -hmm. or something. You could just do like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I would never 
you know, incorporate bitch into the name because I'd be scared of getting bitch slapped. <laughs> but I well, don't know. Well, now I'm wondering the fact that Black Savage played on Friday and Slitter played on Saturday. It's maybe same band. maybe it's the same band. <laughs> <laughs> they just do different shtick, you know. Uh, on Sunday night, they they have a regular gig where they're cheap cheap chick. Yeah, cheap chick. Money's there you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Except they wouldn't do it in key, so that would be great. Exactly. Well, um, that's a that's a bummer, man. I, well, I gotta tell you, of all the Kiss tribute bands, the one you want to see is Mini Kiss. So oh, it's midgets? a full a full Kiss tribute band of midgets. Yeah. So even if they don't play that well, which they do, they play pretty well. Uh, the visual is just you know, first half hour you just can't stop laughing. Ugh. See why you got to go there with the midgets? You know, uh, you know how I feel about the midgets. You, oh, that's right. You're scared of midgets. Yeah, I don't like them. Little. I'm arms. putting the pieces together. Bridges, midgets. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if you associate midgets with trolls. Bridgets. Trolls. <laughs> trolls that live under bridges. And any girls? Any girls called Bridget? I got. <laughs> oh boy. Um. So anyway, so Slutter turned out to be a complete fucking non-entity. It should be called change the name to Shitter, is what they should have. <laughs> so actually, it was so bad, about halfway through, uh, we went inside the uh, Cobra Lounge and sat in there mm. and watched the Bears game. <laughs> well, so that's air-conditioned. Air I would think that would be packed. Oh, you know what they had, too? They had, like, little um, cannons that fired um, confetti or something into the crowd, and that was pathetic, mm. too. It was just like someone was throwing a bunch into the, into the air. Yeah. It, was, it was a complete non-event. Uh, once again, all I can think of is, is like Spinal Tap, right? When they when they get those Stonehenge props and and they get them in inches instead of feet. Dude, totally. So these little those little fifteen inch. Stuff. Yeah, that was exact. That was almost exactly what it was like, dude. It was embarrassing oh. from the limo. So they probably got the limo from the corner of the street too. It probably it wasn't like it came from the hotel or some shit. Um, so anyway, uh, shitter. Uh, <laughs> left the stage and then we got a performance by the Vaudettes. Um you probably saw that picture I put on the Facebook group. Uh that yeah, so was of those that? yeah, that's a very attractive looking dancer ladies. Okay. Um so they did like a I don't know, I don't know if you call it I guess you would call it burlesque cuz they did they had flaming swords and fire swallowing and all kinds of shit and it was mm. raunchy and they were showing their butts and stuff like that. So I actually much preferred that to shitter. They they were they were much much better. And then finally, like about a half hour late because of all the slutter nonsense, um, Necromantics came on. And the unfortunate thing was the sound was fucking terrible. Was it? Yeah. So what time, what time are they coming on? They I mean, they were, I assume this whole thing's got to be done by like 11 or something. Yeah, so they were, supposed, they were supposed, well, probably earlier than that, actually, because it is neighborhoodish around there. Um, they were supposed to come on at 8.30 and they probably came on at 9.00. Um, nine fifteen, mm. someone like that, and for an hour or something. I mean, they're only a three piece. So I wouldn't have thought they'd be that difficult to mic, but um, it, it, it was just it just sounded you couldn't hear the vocals at all, and mm. uh, you couldn't even tell like the guitar was too loud, and the guitar seemed like it was out of tune. It was just it was just not good. Um, I stayed around for like heard like two or three of my favorite songs, and then I, we basically bolted out of there. Um, mm. Before before the before the show ended, uh, so that was. Uh, but it was a really really fun day. We had a we had a ton of fun. Um, next year, man, maybe next year. Yeah, I mean, just the walking around, looking at stuff, drinking, going to other sure. places. It was just it was just a fucking blast. The whole day was a blast, and That's everybody awesome. was super friendly. You know, there was no mm. people had dogs there. There was it was just really cool. It was just a very mm. very cool day. And uh, yeah, the Vaudettes were probably one of my highlights of the whole thing. There's, mm. 
Yeah, you can see why. Um, maybe I'll put. Yeah, it. I, yeah. I, I think I have a video of them. So maybe I know. You know what? I have a video of of Slutter's first song. So I'll put oh. it up so you can see how shit it is. Do you? Do you? Are you familiar with Kiss enough that you would know some of the songs, or not really? I know some of the big, some of the more well-known ones, like rock, like and, I roll. Want rock and roll. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had to play that, right? Um, I guess, but I was think I was in the bar by that time. <laughs> so, so you're not gonna play a Slutter song? No, but I have a vi- I do have a, like and a short I, video I of them fucking play, up the I first doubt song. You're play a, I doubt you're gonna play a Kiss song either. No, what I am gonna play though. Okay, so one of the highlights of the day for me was um. Okay, so have you heard of the band uh, before? Uh, Hi-Fi and the Roadburners. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so were yeah, so Chicago? yeah, they were from Chicago. Uh, actually, yeah. a good friend of mine, Eric Kish, was the uh, main guy. He was Hi-Fi, basically. He was the main guy, okay. and they were on uh, Victory Records. Okay, right. So, but anyway, so um, Eric died about three or four years ago in a motorcycle crash, mm. and um, I hadn't seen his girl. He had a long-time girlfriend. Um, I, you know, we we hadn't fallen out, but it's just you know you lose touch with people and stuff. Um, so I hadn't, I hadn't seen him in a while and I hadn't seen his girlfriend in probably 20 years, long time girlfriend. But anyway, we were watching, as we were watching the high drivers, um, this lady, you know, came up to me and said, you're Neil, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I did not recognize who this was at all. And it was, uh, Eric's old girlfriend, Darrell. So, uh, big shout oh, out okay. to Darrell. Hmm. She, she actually told me, uh, in, in the little bit I was talking to her that she used to go out with, uh, before she went out with Eric, she went out with the guy from uh, the Effigies, John Kesdy. So, why would? Oh, that the one? Yeah, I would love to get John Kesdy on the show, but he's a big lawyer now, so don't know. But maybe I'll try and. Oh, that's not the one that died. Okay. No, no, that's not Pierre. Pierre. no. That was Pierre. Yeah, this is his brother John, who was the main guy in the Effigies. Okay. Um, but he's anyway. A singer. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. See, singer. I wonder if you know that that band had so much controversy around them. I wonder if he just doesn't want anything to do with it now. Just because he doesn't want it to screw his professional career now. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, he might. It might be fun to talk about though. Supposedly, the other big a couple, beef, of, right? couple of Vic Bondi types coming after you. You know, trying I, to get you canceled. I don't think Vic. I don't think he he'd be worried about that. He'd just sue him. Fucking bankrupt him. There you um, go. But anyway, because of that, and as a throwback to uh, to my friend Eric and the Chicago scene, I am going to play um, Hi-Fi and the Roadburners, Fear City. So uh, this is, uh, yeah, Fear City by Hi-Fi and the Roadburners.
I find the road burners there with uh, Fierce City. I don't know. I don't know. My stuff is going to be pretty a lot of rockabilly and psychabilly today, more so than normal. Mm. But anyway, that's uh, that's, I, uh, that's the way I was living it uh, over the weekend. So that's right. I'm going to make up for it by being totally eclectic. Um, it's funny. I used to get this horrible magazine. It was called Huh, H U H. Okay. And every month it came with like a CD. Okay. And I remember Hi-Fi and the Roadburners being on one of those CDs. It was like up and coming bands. I don't know how they determined who would be on the. But I remember Hi-Fi and the. I remember Hi-Fi and the Roadburners. I don't know. I don't know if I can, you know, know a song, but I, I do remember the band. Oh uh, yeah, Fierce City is a really good song, actually. Mm. Um, yeah. And they have yeah, a, Victory was out of Chicago too, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, Victory's out of yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Victory's out of Vic, Chicago. Victory's liquidated. I mean, they got bought by somebody else. I, th- I mean, I think they still operate, but. Yeah, do you remember that thing? Was that on eBay about a year ago? They were selling all of their all of their stuff, oh, even down yeah. to like paper clips and shit. <laughs> well, they're one of those labels too, where they had a wickedly bad reputation as far as artist relations. Yeah, they had a couple of real high profile uh, blowouts with artists, which I don't even know if they were necessarily wrong, even though it didn't look good for them. But it's hard to win, you know, in the court of public appeal against artists because yeah. the labels don't have the same sort of loyalty as a rule so yeah tony victory was supposed to be kind of an asshole so. kind of yeah i mean listen if he wanted to come on here and tell a story i'd be glad to let him do it yeah i mean i'm, I'm just going by what i've heard other people say yeah but no we've heard that about a few labels where you hear enough bands saying it that you kind of eh, it's probably got to be some truth to it you know yeah so yep anyway so um so that was my saturday it was a lot of fun that's sweet yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Like I said, I spent a nice day with my uh, wife up in Cadillac and had some fancy drinks and walked around. Well, is that why is that why the Cadillac was that why the Cadillac was called the Cadillac? Was it was it at, so. a, at a plant uh, I don't in think so. there? No, okay. I don't think so. I think Cadillac was just from Detroit area. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Or maybe it was his favorite place to go maybe to go uh vacation. I th- I think it was just the dude's name, honestly. Who started the company originally? Before GM bought him. Johnny Cadillac. Yeah, Bob. Bob Cadillac. <laughs> well, I tell I, you, I tell you what, there was a gorgeous '57 Cadillac at the show, mm. which uh, mint green. Which I'll put a, I'll put a picture of that up too. That was and unless I did already, because you know, as I got increasingly inebriated on Saturday, I can't remember what I posted and what I didn't, but I know I posted some stuff. Yeah, you put a lot of pictures up. I did. Okay. My uh, my grandfather, my grandfather who's still alive. Worked for General Motors for many years. As a matter of fact, the west side of Michigan has a lot of, had a lot of auto workers, so we've always been like I, I've never owned a foreign car. Hmm. Not that I wouldn't. I bought one for my kid, but um, but uh, yeah, he still drives big old big old Cadillacs. Hmm. That's that's I can't afford it, but you know, it's nice. Well, as they get as they get as they get older, I guess it's good to have some kind of added protection for Christmas. Yeah, it's it's good to have some added protection for yeah, them, right? Yeah, ed- edges are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the edges are all scraped up. <laughs> the well, rims and edges. Well, anyway. that, see that—that's the thing. I mean, I would love, absolutely love, to own an old car like that, like in a fi- in late fifties, early sixties, or something. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, when I looked at this fifty-seven Cadillac, as gorgeous as it was, I was like, "You, you better not live in the city because there's no place to park this fucking thing." No, you know, yeah, get vandalized. Well, not well, 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 not even that. Just the parking spaces are so small yeah. these days, and these things are so big. You, you take two parking spaces up if you could look at parallel park is, it. The thing is, 
the thing is too, if you want to have something like that, you re- you really have to be able to work on it yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I know you're not a guy. You're not a guy who works on cars, and those are yeah. easier to work on those older cars. But yeah, I don't have I don't have time for that. I don't yeah. even like working on my own crappy cars. Yeah, or a, so. or or a friend that really likes doing it, right? Somebody you know and trust in a garage or something who's going to do it for yeah. you. Yeah, I guess. Yep. But even then, it's a hundred bucks an hour or something. So yeah, so do you. Uh, so they've so they've announced two of the pool party shows at, for Bug Rock Bowling. Did you see that? I did. Um, the first one is Peg Boy, right? Keeping with the Chicago yep. connection, yeah. Which I'm actually pretty excited about. I I feel like they need a shot to redeem themselves after the sort of lackluster performance we saw them do in Chicago last year. Dude, that's gonna isn't that gonna be a complete opposite? It was like it was the weather was miserable and they were playing in a parking lot. And this time yeah. they're gonna be in the fucking in the playing at a pool party in like hundred degree heat. <laughs> yep, still outside. Still outside. Yeah, not ideal, but well, it's it's funny. We were looking at the weather. Now, granted, we're not gonna be there for a few weeks, but we were looking at the weather. It was like hundred nine degrees there on Saturday. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, I don't care how dry the freaking heat. I mean, you're you're uh, if you stick your head in the oven, it's a dry heat too. Yeah, right? that's true. That's true, dude. That's true. Yeah. But uh, nah, it, it'll be fine. Whatever. But yeah, so that's. Uh, so that I'm actually pretty excited about that. The uh, the second one they announced, I'm less excited about, but I think it's okay for a free add-on, which was Guttermouth. They just announced that today. Yeah, have, have you ever have you ever seen them, or do you, do you like I've them? I've seen them. I've seen them several times. I'm pretty indifferent to them. Yeah, me too. I saw them warm up for the toy dolls, and I um, mean they're funny to a certain extent. It's yeah. like retardo humor. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed, to say, you're allowed to say that, you ignorant bastard? I don't care. It's funny because <laughs> I love a lot of those retardo humor bands. Like, you know, I've played a bunch of times. I love the Nobodies. Right. I love the Queers. I love all this stuff. But for whatever reason, Guttermouth never, I, I, don't, I don't know. It just always seemed a little too, like they were trying too hard. To yeah, full too forced. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. But but they're not terrible. And they have a few good albums and good songs. So I see, So what they looks like they do, they like do a bigger headliner. And then the openers are like pretty much total no names. Yeah, I was going to say, I hadn't heard of the band that was opening up at all. And for, Well, I'm surprised they're having a, someone open up at a pool party. That seems kind of odd. Well, but it's like a two-hour show, you know. I mean, or it's 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 like starts at 11, it's done at like 1 or something. So oh, okay, yeah. They'll probably play for like a half hour. And then, um, and we were, we we're going to bring our wives to those, which we probably still will. I don't I don't know that my wife's going to care about either of those, but whatever. Right. If she's in the pool and I feed her drinks, she'll be fine. Well, she might not want to be in the pool with a bunch of drunk fucking smelly punk rockers. Don't know how that'll go, you know? I mean, that's Tuesday night around here, Neil. That's just Tuesday night <laughs> at the trauma house. Well, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't I know mean, what some of these people might be at punk rock bowling. I have no idea. She should have thought about that before she buried me. I mean, it might be. No, <laughs> no, no, dude. You might be clean. It might be the leftover crack crew. I mean, yeah, You don't true. want to be partying with them. Ugh, like the only cleanliness they get all week is going in the pool. Ugh, <laughs> God, it's be like Pigpen and fucking Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know what? Chlorine kills a lot of things, man. Chlorine covers a lot of sins. With COVID, they better put a shit ton of chlorine in there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't open your eyes in the pool, mate. So, yeah. So we're like three weeks out from that now, or, or less than four weeks out. So I'm starting to get more and more confident that they're not going to pull the plug on the whole thing. I mean, you agree, or are you not not quite there yet? No, I am. I actually, they did something in the week. Um, I looked at some of the rules and regulations, and now yep. even even if you're vaccinated... You were supposed to have 
like bringing your vaccination card doesn't count. You've got to log into you have some a digital thing. Did some yeah. digital thing, which took me a while, but I did do it um, in the end because Illinois doesn't have anything like that. Uh, but I did register for this app, and uh, I was able to I was able to get it to work. So I'm, it was I'm kind there. of strange that they weren't like you had to do that. Like they were not going to accept any other right any other way i mean they're gonna do this the old-fashioned way you're gonna have to go in you're gonna have to show your thing and get the wristbands and whatever so it's it's i don't know i'm not really personally i think it's silly for the outside part i mean i i I feel like the inside the precautions for the inside stuff are a little more legitimate but the fact of the matter is we know that the transmission of the stuff outside is really 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 minimal so i actually think it's kind of a waste of time but whatever i mean it's a private company they can do whatever they want you know they're probably worried about being sued right so they have to well make out and the, other, but the other thing we've learned you know where they're, they're now the the vaccine's been going out for you know going on a, uh, how long has it been now not a year but you know it's been going eight on months, for a while yeah. now so. uh, yeah eight or nine months yeah well but they're learning you know that that the fact of it is you can still carry a high viral load and you can still get it. You can still pass it when you have the vaccine. So the truth of the matter is, for safety purposes, the negative test is much safer. You know? I, I, I But, it, you know, it is what it is. So, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know, know if you saw the small print. You have to get tested every 15 minutes. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anally. Yes. <laughs> well, but but like I said, the it's I my thing the, my point that I was getting to, and 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 you went silent, and you don't have to agree with me. My but my point is that it's almost like a false sense of security. You know what I mean? The the vaccine because you could still carry it, you could still get it. You know, it's just uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, but I'm, I won't I'm, I won't I'm, get it as bad as you will. So you might be in the hospital. Well, and I'll, just, I'll, I'll still be partying downstairs, and you'll be in the hospital. So. I guess. I mean, I mean, that's <laughs> that's what they say, but I think that's really hard to quantify. Well, it's. I mean, the the risk is negligible. Anyway, the, the, I mean, the risk. Know. Yeah, I was gonna say the risk is negligible either way. But yeah, anyway. Well, and a lot of uh, there's another set of shows we're going to. Like I like okay, so Reggie's in Chicago. As far as I can tell, isn't doing anything. Um, oh, right. and there's yes, and there's places in GR that aren't doing anything, but. At the beginning, towards the beginning of October, we're going to go see Boris Sprinkler a couple times, and both of those shows, you have to either have a negative test or a, or a card. Right, that's a Beat Kitchen, yes. Yeah, the Beat Kitchen and the X-Ray Arcade, which I think the X-Ray Arcade, I think both those clubs are doing it for all their shows going forward, at least till, I don't know, November or something. So, okay. once again, I mean, they, they can do what they want. I, I don't, I don't really care either way. Um, I'll, uh. You know, well, so 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 if they say you've got to have a negative test, like how do you do that? You go and get a COVID test, and then they give you what paperwork or something? Um, I think or an app or something. Huh? Yeah, the whole thing seems like very very easy to fucking forge, doesn't it? The whole thing just well, seems it really nebulous well, at best. I, I think there is. I think there's a lot of truth to that, and I know that they say there's a lot of college kids that have been forging the documentation. Right now, I'm not. I'm not really like a, uh, like a Photoshop guy. But listen, man, you can come in, you can you can come into this country, Neil. You can get a fake driver's license, a fake social security number, and uh, you know all this stuff relatively easily if you have money and the black market connections. I mean, it's it, it's inevitable you're going to be able to get fake documentation for this other thing, right? Oh yeah, I mean, for was, sure. There's just no way around it. Yeah. I mean, but, ma- I mean, like I said I have real mixed feelings about the whole thing. Anyway, I I do try to give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that their hearts are in the right place. But I think I just think it's kind of silly, honestly, especially I mean, like I said, the outdoor stuff. Maybe it'd be better if they did a temperature check or something. I don't know. Cause they, Maybe. The well, like I said, like thing, I said yeah. well, but, but the thing is, since 
can Since... have it when you have the vaccine. So, so if you're vaccinated, they just let you go. They let you go right in. But that doesn't mean you're not carrying it, you know? Right. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 as opposed to, I think the negative test is actually probably the safer option. Well, and if you don't want to do the, and if you, whether you're vaccinated or not, you can still have that as an option as far as entry into punk guard walling. So, but I don't know any of the details about getting tested or any of that stuff. So I, I, I don't know. Like I said, every 10 minutes now. It's down to every yeah, 10 minutes. You exactly. have to keep leaving the show and going and getting tested. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I, obviously I'm not the once somebody who's super super worried about this stuff i did spend like three weekends in a row just mingling with filthy unwashed punk rockers so <laughs> and wandering the halls of hotels apparently <laughs> well and yeah well and i'm also you know like I'm, I'm cool with the fist bump like if i especially if i don't really know somebody well i'm totally cool with the fist bump but if somebody goes for a handshake i'm gonna shake their hand i don't know if that's an old you know kind of an old fashioned thing or what well, the, but the funny thing was, it was telling, I was just telling you about uh, Kish's old girlfriend, Darrell. The handshake is going away. I understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Darrell wanted to do one of those elbow bump things, and I was like, sod that. So I just went in for a hug, because oh. I hadn't seen her in 20 years, you know? There you go. I wasn't about to fucking bump somebody's elbow. Neil, Neil, went, in like? for a, for, Neil went in for a hug and an ass squeeze. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> well but yeah no but it, it, so yeah it is it is uh but li- listen I, I once again i want people to be comfortable i don't want to you know it's not my job to make other people uncomfortable actually sometimes it is you're making me uncomfortable now there you go trauma Neil needs, that's, Neil why, needs, that's why Neil, your name is trauma Neil needs, a, Neil needs a safe <laughs> i need a safe space <laughs> play a song tom I can't remember what I was going to play. I now I want to play Pegboy. Um, um, you had well, you all you had an all song. Again? Oh, we had an all song. That's right. Yep. So all is playing. Yep. I'm pretty excited about that. You know, I saw them play twice in '94, and I was supposed to see them at uh, Riot Fest a few years ago. I think the last time we went. I don't mm-hmm. know how long ago that was. Six, seven years ago, whatever. And uh, of course, once again, that damn Chicago traffic that you were talking about. We did not get over. Man, Chicago traffic's the worst, man. Because they played like two o'clock in the afternoon or something. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing all this time, and I'm gonna play this uh, sort of ballady, tender love song, and I, it's got a line in it that reminds me of the weather here lately, and it's that we both know how hot it is in Texas in July. So this is all with long distance. <laughs> Day that I love dying. I 
Distance there by all A L L. You know that song, Neil? I don't. I really don't know all at all. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was song. funny. It's such a great, it's such a great song. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know me. I'm not the biggest Descendants. I'm fan Google anyway. all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Google that. Um, sure. I'm not the biggest but Descendants if, fan anyway. One of those bands like, like if I, not, yeah, if I put you together like a tape with like an eight track maybe, with like. 12 my 12 favorite all songs i bet you'd be pretty into it well so, oh, so but that, oh, that being said every album has some great songs but there's there's just always a lot of weirdness too well so for, for those that don't know and there might be a few people out there so all were spin-off bands from the descendants right just with a different singer well when when milo finally left to like have his real job all got a different singer and or i'm sorry descendants got a different singer and became all but it was like the final descendants lineup the lineup that exists today now, did they do that because they knew Milo uh, was going to come back? Bill on drums, of course, the only guy who's been there the whole time. Did they do that, though, because they knew Milo was coming no, back? No, I think they did it because they didn't. Well, I think they didn't I think they didn't think Milo was coming back. So why didn't they just keep the but name as Descendants? Be, well, I think they wanted to do something slightly different. Are you hearing this, Buzzcocks? Are you hearing this, Steve Diggle? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. But, um, well, the original singer was the guy from Dag Nasty, right? Okay. Don't I, can't know. I can't remember the name of it. But they've had a few singers over the years, but the guy now is Chad something. He's been with them for a long time. Chad. Really? His name's Chad? Dear, dear. But anyway, yeah, that was from 90... 90- Chad. Chad something. Hmm. Chad, uh... Chad, uh... Chad the Destroyer. I can't remember. But anyway, that was from that <laughs> album Pummel that I saw him touring for, I think, in 94, 95, somewhere in there. 96, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, great band. So I'm going to go back to remember I said to remind me about the Youth of Today thing. Okay. So when, when you told me you were going to play Youth of Today, today I, I looked on, on Discogs because I wanted to see okay. what album that was from and stuff. And that when was I the was, time. Dude, I think, I think you're going to have to yell downstairs. You're going to have to down the walls, not tear down the walls like Neil said. You're, you're going to have to yell down downstairs or something because someone is doing something with your internet because you've, you've cut out like four times over the past ten minutes. Five minutes. Mm. Yeah. So yell downstairs. Tell them to get, get tell those kids to get off the damn internet. I'm telling you, they're not even here. Well, well they're streaming TV though. I don't know. Tell them to turn the TV off. God damn it! <laughs> Where yeah. You guys just sit silently while I'm. <laughs> yes. While, while I'm recording. While you're recording upstairs. Um, It'll be fine. Tell your youth of today story. So yeah. So um, I happen to look. Okay. So youth of today when they first formed in like '85. Um, I was down okay. in Champagne, and the first single, um, what was what the hell was that first single called? The first EP. Uh, I, I don't I even think, know the name of the previous. I think, song. I think it's "Close My Eyes." I think was the name of the first EP. Had like okay. eight, had like eight songs on it. Sounds right. Seven um, and so, and on the front of it, because Charlie, he worked at Record Swap down there, he'd write on the front of like all the new singles or albums what they sounded like. And it said, you know, Straight Edge sounds like Seven Seconds or whatever. So I bought the damn thing. That um, does not sound like Seven Seconds. Uh, but I guess you had to compare it to, so what else are you going to compare that to at the time, you know? Chromags or something? I mean, it's very guttural, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
so I bought it. Can't, yeah, they can't close my eyes, EP. Um, okay. I bought it. Um, never really liked it. Put it on on Positive Force Records. Didn't really like it. Um, yeah. Kept it. Kept it in my. Kept it around for like twenty years. But then when eBay uh, first started getting into eBay about fifteen years ago, some of the skateboard stuff. I'm like, mm. oh, I bet I can sell this. I bet I can make some decent money out of it. So I sold it. I think for like forty bucks. And you paid like three dollars for it. Oh yeah, and the, yeah. So I thought I was getting. I thought it was. I fuck made out right. Forty bucks by fifteen oh, years you're ago. Howard Hughes. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. I thought it, I could almost buy a skateboard deck with that, right? And it had the insert, and it barely been played. It had insert and sticker, all the whole shebang, right? Sure. Um, so when I'm looking on Discogs today, I said, oh, well, just take a look and see what this goes for these days. There's one up there, thousand dollars. Try that one you sold, Neil. And that's without Try the. Well, no, it's without the insert or the sticker, and mine had both. So oh. I can't even imagine how much the one I would have, if I'd still kept it, how much that would go for these days. Um, it's, it's sickening. That, that turned my stomach when I saw that. So, yeah, it was a can't close my eyes. You I'm not with super good at keeping the stickers. Yeah, I mean, you know... Um, a, lot of times, a lot of times I'll stick the sticker on something, and but you never know, right? Well, here's the thing, because I didn't think they were any good. So yeah. I, was, I was like, I'm not going to use that stuff. I'm not going to use skateboard because I think they're kind of shit. Um, so are you know. are you curious? Did you ever see them? No, never sold. Never was never interested. Are you curious to see them as old men at punk rock bowling, or is that when you're going to go buy records and drink and get a drink? Yeah, do you know when they play? Are they are they like a night band or are oh, they during the day? I think they're more later, but middle middle late part of the middle part of the day. <laughs> I mean, they're on the Friday, I think. Right? Who's, who's headline in the first night? Is that the Descendants? I think it's Descendants, uh, Circle Jerks, and Devo, or maybe it's the other way around. Okay, yeah, I think Devo is the last night. I think Devo closes the whole thing. Okay. Which which should which should be pretty fun. So anyway, so that was my youth of the day story, and I'm still sickened by that whole thing. I can't, you know what? I'm gonna look at stop looking at the page now because it's making me so ill. Mm. So yeah, it's probably that that it's probably that exact copy that you sold, but they put the sticker on something and. Used the insert to smoke, roll joint, and now they're still going to sell it for a thousand. Well, like I say, I had the insert. I had the full-on insert with the lyrics and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And I guess you know, I, I don't know. But and this one has no insert, so maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I think knows. a lot of times with that kind of stuff. So there's one available. It's a thousand bucks. They might just be like taking a piss. Like if somebody buys it, great. But you know, somebody else might see that and say, "Oh, you know what? This ain't worth that much. I'm gonna sell mine for two hundred. Maybe they'll bump theirs down." Or yeah, it said knows, you know, it said the last one sold went for like four fifty. Man, and that's that, so but, up. But that was three years ago. A lot of cabbage. Yeah, right. I sold mine for forty bucks on eBay. I feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, well. What do you, you exactly? Really? Exactly. What are you gonna do? Uh, Neil, over, the, over the cross of your, over the course of your fifty something years, I'm sure there's been much more money pissed away than that. Right? Yeah, not that I could just have kept. I mean, you know, I didn't need the I didn't need the forty bucks. Looking back on it, you know what I mean? I should have had a bit more foresight than that. But I mean, did you yeah. sell records when when you were you know? Because back in the day, you didn't have any money, right? So did you sell stuff? Back? You know, I, I I you know I kept all my seven inch records. I never got rid of any of those. Mm-hmm. But I did dump my LPs a couple of times. But most of it was like stuff I inherited from uncles and stuff like that. So I actually had a lot of like Crocus and like the cheesy like eighty stuff. Mm. So I just dumped it for next to nothing. Now that stuff goes for huge money. Yeah. Same thing, you know. And it was just like I'm never gonna listen to this. Right. I'm like I'm just gonna listen to CDs, even if I even if I like these records, I'm just gonna listen to the CDs. Yeah. So I, I've I've done it a couple times with my LPs, but it's been years. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I really, I you know, you know, because even if I did have that now, I don't think I would sell it, especially seeing how much it's worth and it keeps, well, apparently keeps going up. But I don't know, maybe I would if I had the right offer. But anyway, it's long gone from my collection. So what difference does that make? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, I guess the only the only worst thing would have been if I'd have said to a friend of mine who was into hardcore, hey Adam, if I'd said, hey, do you want to have this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> then I would have been, uh, hey Adam. Well, at least it would have went to a good home. I mean, for forty, for, for the difference between forty bucks or making somebody happy seems pretty minimal, right? Yeah, but it turns out he sold it for a thousand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I want half of that. <laughs> All uh, right, Neil, play us another song. What, I'm going to play this, another song. Yeah, this is going to be, um, this is going to be actually one of my favorite necromantic songs. This song is called "Who Killed the Cheerleader," and it's a. Uh, it's a very happy-go-lucky song, as you can tell, as most ne- necromantic songs. So, yeah, who killed the cheerleader? <laughs>
there. Who killed the cheerleader? That by Necromantics. That's the last one from them tonight. Because I'm going to close the show with something completely different. But uh, but yeah, so it'll. I think it'll be a long time before I go and see them again. Because how shitty they sounded. I've kind of. Mm. Yeah, kind of had enough of that. He's also. He's in another band no. with his wife called the Horror Pops, who I actually prefer anyway. So. Oh, I know the Horror Pops. Yeah, that's the Necromancer guy. That yeah, he plays he's plays guitar and helps write all the songs. Yeah, it's Kim Necromania, yeah. who used to be in the Danish Navy. I found out. Huh. Yeah. I mean, is there like water near Denmark? I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a <laughs> European geography expert. I think there is. Yeah, he has the inside of his ears tattooed. That just seems like a weird thing to do. Hmm. You know, the inside, huh? Yeah, like the yeah, just I don't know. I guess hmm. maybe. But yeah, no, I, I know the horror pops, aren't they? On like Fat Wreck or something. I mean, they're kind of. I think like, they had one the... album on Fat Wreck. Yeah, and they, I mean, they had another. They had a female uh, stand-up bass player. Um, you know, she's she's excellent. Uh, hmm. I think Patricia Patricia Day. I think is her name. Hmm. Um, but yeah, she's got a very very good very good voice. Very uh, yeah, I saw them on the Punks vs Psychos tour with the business. A long oh, nice. time ago. Yeah, that was a great, oh, cool. great show. One of my favorite top 20 shows of all time, actually, probably. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That was a good one. House of Blues. And uh, somehow we got into a box. I think we knew one of the guys who was a bouncer, and we got into a box. That was good. Mm. Yeah. So. It's funny. When it when it rains, it pours, right? Because I, I did go to a bunch of shows, and now I got like a month. And oh, then... Yeah. Uh, and then Punk Rock Bowling, and then October looks pretty good, pretty promising, too. Yeah, yeah, October, and then, well, then the Queers tour in November, right? Yeah, I I think, I, 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 we're definitely considering, so they're doing two nights in a row at Reggie's. Right, and they're, but they're not, play, they're, not playing the, they're not playing the club, they're playing the little bar next door, in the bar. Yeah, and we're definitely considering coming down for one or both... Honestly, if we came, we'd probably come to both nights. Yeah, yeah. I assume they're going to give you, like, two different sets, right? You would hope so, yeah. And I hope they have some different warm-up bands. I think... Um, they do. They do have different warm-up bands. I was, hoping, the, I was hoping the Putts were going to play with them, but I don't know if that's happening. Because I'd love to see those guys. I can say, I'm really intrigued by it. I would have to take the day off, because it's on a... I would take the day off, because it's on a Friday. Mm-hmm. But that Mom's Basement Showcase show in Fort Wayne. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that I, looks like fun, too. I yeah. think... I seriously, I the I have a little bit of a waters I have to na- navigate because my sister's getting married the next day. Mm. But I think it's like in the afternoon, and I think if I'm out of there by eleven or twelve o'clock, I don't think I'll have any problem getting back up there, dragging my hungover, forlorn ass back to my sister's wedding. <laughs> I mean, she's she's you know she's a middle aged woman. She's getting married for the second time to a middle aged man. It's you know be at a Polish hall or something. You know, open yeah. bar. It's going to be very casual. But I, I really, that lineup is killer. It's Beatnik Termites and the Jasons, who are two of the bands I was lamenting missing at that mm-hmm. festival I went to in Maryland. And then it's the Pots and the Covert Flops, who I don't know, but I know they're opening for one of the sloppy shows we're going to. Right. Um, or is it a Boar show? No, I think it's a sloppy show. Um, and uh, the Pots. And yeah, yeah, it's just a great. It's it's just a great yeah it's a good lineup looking, that one in it yeah great looking lineup and that 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 brass rail is an awesome place Flamingo Nosebleeds playing they're they're like the local uh, great Fort Wayne band mm-hmm. um, it's it's just a great lineup and and that bar is tiny man that's a really that's a really cool show so anyway I might I I seriously might just take Friday off and go down there hmm. I mean Fort Wayne's a pretty cheap town to stay in um, 
you know, we could do the whole thing for a couple hundred bucks and just have a blowout and drive home. Yeah. So anyway, maybe I'll try to talk you into it because whenever I don't talk you into it, you're always like, oh, I probably should have done that. And you probably should. Yeah. Well, Life al- is short. Well, also for the, um, what are you doing for the, um, Boris, Boris the Sprinkler shows? Are you, are you coming to both, uh, X-Ray Arcade and to Chicago? Yes. Yeah. We're okay. planning to do both. Okay. Yes. So maybe, um, I'll, maybe I'll do that one because I'm going to be in the X-Ray Arcade. Yeah, you should come to Milwaukee. It's great fun, man. Yeah. Uh, we got some, like, tentative plans to hang out with some folks up there who uh, become real friendly with, so should be a good time. Aren't we doing a... Aren't we, haven't you arranged some kind of live phone-in or something, or live show at a record store or something for Oh, us? yeah, yeah. We should talk about that, because I know, I know uh, our friend Alan's starting to uh, sort of... Starting to what? Starting to do a little... Do a little advertising for it. Oh, do a little advertising. Jesus for it. Christ! So I guess I guess out. it is happening. So now. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it is happening. You know, I, we, you, that's a good call, Neil. All right, let me play one more song, and then we'll come back and talk about that, and then you can play your last song. Okay. Go ahead. What's my last song, Neil? Sync with Cal- <laughs> Youth Brigade, classic. Youth Brigade. That's yeah. right. So I, there's another one. So for some reason, I have never seen Youth Brigade. Hmm. Youth of today and Youth Brigade. Youth is the theme. I guess. Indeed. Yeah, I've seen Youth Brigade a few times. Yeah. I love Youth Brigade, but yeah, I just never got a chance to see them. You know, a lot of those West Coast bands stopped touring by the 90s, had stopped touring the Midwest, and I just, you know, I know Youth Brigade played with, I want to say Sham 69 at Reggie's a few years ago, but it was literally like a Tuesday night or something. I just could not make it down. But anyway, yeah, this is the class, kind of the signature uh, Youth Brigade song, Sync with California.
like a youth brigade there with the uh, the classic, the total classic sync with California. Um, which Boy, was actually the name it. of the compilation nope. album as well, right? Yep. It wasn't the name yep, of the yep. American album, but it was the name of the compilation album that came out in Europe, I believe. Yes, the Sound and the Fury. Is yeah, the album, that was right? the that was the uh, that was the original American title. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the Sound and the Fury, I definitely can hear the cicadas. So Neil's got cicadas in the background that yep. just can't be ignored. I have like neighbors, like driving in stakes with sledgehammers <laughs> and chainsawing things. And anyway. So, so okay, so we're going to see, we're going to see the Boris thing two nights in a row, and then in, at the end of October, we're scheduled to go see Sloppy Seconds again for at least, at least two nights in a row. Maybe we'll do three or more. I don't know. We haven't figured it out for sure yet. Uh, I think the tour was Detroit, uh, Chicago, Indianapolis, then back up to Green Bay, and then Milwaukee or something like that. Um, but. We're absolutely planning to go to Cement Reggie's, one of our favorite places in Chicago, um, and then go down to Indy. And we're actually probably going to have a Punk Till I Die meetup down in Indy. So gives you gives you all something to think about. That's October 30th would be the meetup down there. Um, but on the 29th, so one of our listeners writes for a magazine called Gold Mine Magazine. You know, have we talked about this? Have we talked about this on the podcast or not? I think we have I a little bit. Right? No, I, I don't. I don't think we have. And Gold Mine was an old record collecting magazine, right? Yes, still is. Yeah, it's online, but they still do a print. And what our friend Alan does is he reviews record stores essentially, or does I don't know if it's review is the right word as much as kind of writes up various record stores. So he kind of planted the seed of. You guys want to do a like a remote from a record store? You can go in there, you know, maybe pick out a couple records, and then he would. The way I'm envisioning, it, at least, and I got to talk to him on the phone to make sure to clarify this, but he would sort of interview us about what we've picked out, and we would sort of maybe interview him about, you know, what he does for Goldmine. Mm-hmm. So it'd be sort of meta, and we would record it live. I don't know that we would like stream it or anything live because that's kind of a pain. Mm-hmm. But we would rec- we would record an episode at the store, and maybe you know maybe talk to the owner of the store. Um, does the owner but, of the store know anything about this? Yes, he does. And he's ha- <laughs> just going to break happy, in and, and start start recording. And he's, and he's happy to do it, and he's actually going to provide some door prizes. So there's actually we're actually going to have some stuff to give away. Wow. And matter of fact, one of the things is a is a signed Melvin's record, which what? I know you're not a huge Melvin's fan, but no, the, the, he's he's accumulating some cool stuff hmm. to give away. So and maybe we'll have a T-shirt or something. I don't know. We'll we'll probably come up with a couple things. So that is going to be October the 29th, and the record store we're going to be hanging out at is in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. It's called Siren Records. Neil and I have both always wanted to go to Siren Records. So when when he brought it up, I'm like, hey, how about Siren Records? We always wanted to go up there. So we are going to do it over at uh, I think it's going to be oh boy now I'm, now I'm on the spot two or three in the afternoon. And, okay. Uh, I better take that day go. off then, huh? Uh, yes. Hey, Neil, take the twenty. Go ahead and take the twenty ninth of October off. It's my anniversary too. Oh wow! Oh God, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Trauma is going to fucking kill you. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're a dead man. Well, it, but so yeah, so we're gonna. It, it's gonna be cool. We're gonna do a, a, like a, and maybe we can stream on on Facebook or something. I, I don't know. We'll see. That's something we'll kind of have to yeah, figure out. If I can work it out, yeah. Yeah, uh, because it is good. Everybody's gonna be at work. Most everybody else is gonna be at work anyway. So yeah, well, like you said, we'll talk to him and we'll talk to maybe the guy who owns the place. Maybe we can get uh, Kenny, like Kenny Pro Rock or something. Yeah, definitely. Out, but, I'll have to reach out to him. Does, does he know I, about it? 
Uh, no, I haven't talked to him. Oh, well, yeah, we'll have to tell him because he'll definitely I come, I think. He'll have some giveaways, too, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he'll give us something to give away. But it, the cool thing is, uh, so I think we will be featured in the Goldmine magazine. Wow. Which, Huh. Just, I mean, any press is good press, right, Neil? Oh, definitely, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's kind of like a meta thing. Like, we will, we will feature him and he will feature us. And, yeah, no, I, I think it'll be really cool. I mean, there's certainly the fear, like, to me, what we do, I mean, I, I think people like it to a certain extent, but I don't know. It has a ton of entertainment value just to sit there and watch us work our magic. So I don't know. I mean, I hope people show up, but I think if you give people free stuff, they'll show up, right? Dude, it's gonna it's gonna be like that Spinal Tap thing where you have like, install records, there, nobody just, there, and fucking Ani Fufkin wants you to kick, kick his ass. Well, you know, the good thing is we're fully capable of making fun of ourselves, so mm-hmm. you know that's that might be good. Uh, good for a show on its own well to be honest i think i'd prefer if nobody was there i think if there's a bunch of people just sitting there staring at a slack jaw i don't know what i <laughs> don't know what i would say who are these what guys the, what if the owner let us drink beer in there oh well, i'd imagine so fuck yeah. probably yeah but no it, it 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 sounds really cool i i i i hope it's a roaring success i also you know much like yourself i i just don't even know you know we have no idea yeah. you know we did it we did it once at the record farm and it was a lot of fun uh, you know, there wasn't a ton of people watching, but there was some people there watching, standing around, and it was fun, and it was fast-moving, and... Uh, well, so is, is is your buddy Scott coming, too? Yeah, he'll be there. Okay, so he so he can be security, then, because he's, he's big and daunting-looking, so... You at, least have yeah. one, at least have one person there, right? Yeah, be exactly. Like, yeah. Like, this is boring. I'm going to go walk around. Yeah, I'm going to bar. <laughs> <laughs> but that Siren Records is known for having, like, the world's biggest Lillington's collection or something like that? Yeah, something like that, and they have tons of the pro-rock stuff. They have, like, tons of the, like pop-punk European stuff. Yeah. It seems like it's a really cool store, actually. It, so. it does seem like it's cool, so I'm actually yeah. looking forward to... Like I said, we've been looking for an excuse to get up there, but it's just so far yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. 100%. Yeah. So, so no, this would be a great excuse for us to get up to that record store. Indeed. We're excited about it, and uh, yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, everybody's going to get some you know, press out of it, you know? Yep. yep. So, no, it's a good, it's a good time. So, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll try anything once. Yes, exactly. And if it works real... Yeah. If it works well, we'll try it again. And if we can get on name and gold mine, that'll be pretty cool, man. Exactly. Yeah. If, if if we're like government and it works really poorly, we'll just keep trying it over and over again too, even, right? Even though I have to imagine gold mine's readership is probably guys in the seventies who are lo- no, who are looking for Genesis age, yeah. albums. Probably guys your age. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> Go hang out in and the hotel. I don't know. I don't know how old Alan is, but I assume actually he's a little older too, because I think he, he mentioned he had like a, I think he said he had a kid in college or something. Okay. Not to get too. Not to get too give up too much of his personal information, but you know he's a public public figure. I assume with the the writing for Goldmine. So anyway, yeah, no, I I, I am really excited about it. Um, it's it's quite a ways off yet, so I kind of always you know like I, I figure a month or so in advance we'll start to really hammer out the fine points of it. Yeah, because it, it doesn't do me any good to like make serious plans before that because I can't remember them anyway. Well, that's so, true. Yeah. So anyway, if, if we have anybody, I don't, I don't know if we got a lot of people up there. Up, you know, I know we have some people in the Chicago land listen to us definitely, um, but uh, this is way out in yeah McHenry, McHenry, Illinois. Yep. But yeah, if anybody knows uh, people who like that store or whatever, yeah, come out and hang out with us. Like I said, we're gonna have some giveaways, and, and uh, yeah, it should be cool. Did you say what time was that? It's gonna be in the afternoon. Okay. Because we still have to get out of there and go back, and you know. Yeah, get onto Reggie's. Yeah. Right. Our hotel and stuff because we're staying in, staying in, staying in Chicago, of course, for the night for the show. So, uh, oh, but I also okay, think you should sucks. come, especially if we're gonna. Yeah. What's that? No, that sucks. You, you, could, gonna... you could stay with me. I mean, Jesus. 
no, 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 it's all good. We, no, we'll uh, we'll stay probably down there, and then I still think uh, I would like I'm going to try to talk you into especially if we're going to have like a punctual die meetup. You should probably come down to Indy with us. Indy's fun, man. Jake and I had a really great time down there last weekend. So see, anyway, but the, the, well, the problem is that we got to drive separate though. That's a pain in the ass. Uh, well, maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe you guys should stay at a hotel up here in Skokie again. And I think we probably will for the Boris thing. Okay. Just because we're going to be... I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm kind of waiting. I still I still have a little bit of fear in the back of my head that plugs are going to get pulled on some of this I stuff. I Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And I don't have any reason to believe that other than just a general sense of unease. Well, the, the fucking, though, like well, I the, said, after the last three weekends, I'm feeling much more at ease. Well, no, the mayor of Chicago was a raving fucking nutcase, so you don't know what she's going to do. And not easy on the eyes, either. <laughs> fucking mayor <Nice>. Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you'll have to wear a mask so you can be safe while you're shooting at each other. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, mayor exactly. Beetlejuice. Yeah, exactly. You're great. Yeah. Well, listen, man. It can't all be winners. All right, listen, Neil. Let's play one more song. Well, let's put a. No, go ahead. You, okay, oh, here's something in your mind. Okay. Well, yeah. Here's my lead into this. So, um, okay. one one thing I've been doing, I've wanted to get, um, you know, Adamant, right? So, yep. long, you know, he was goody two shoes, man. Back in the scene, back in '76, with like Susie and the whole and the whole crew, right? And Jordan, and then he okay. did his pop thing in '79 and took off from there. It was the biggest thing in the world for a while there. But anyway, yeah. I've always wanted to get his autobiography. He ruled, ruled the airways in 1981. Yeah, for sure. He did, right? He brought around the world. Fucking biggest yep. thing in the world. So I always wanted to get his autobiography because I knew he was he suffers with uh, bipolar, I think. And, okay. uh, you know, in the later years, well, like 10 years ago, maybe he had some run-ins with the law and stuff. And I think he might have been committed for a while, actually. But then mm-hmm. he he's had a couple of tours. I've seen him a couple of times since then. And he's, he's been fantastic. So super interesting mm-hmm. life, right? So... I've been reading his autobiography, and I have to say, man, it's it's a fucking tough read. Um, like it's not well done, or it's just sad? no. It's it, it is weird because normally someone's autobiography, you can you know you read it even even if you don't know the person really well, you have a sense of um, compassion with the way they're writing about themselves, whether they're talking okay. about their weaknesses and their failures sure. and stuff like this. Sure. Adam and stuff, man. He just writes like completely disembodied like he's talking about somebody else um so did he write okay does this, is there a second name on the book nope just did him. he write it with somebody nope just him interesting um and i mean his his bipolar is evident in the way that he writes because hmm. like i said it's almost like he's writing about somebody else um, so it makes it hard to it makes it hard to really connect with him. hundred percent. It's really weird because he talks about all these terrible things he's done, and he screwed over managers, he screwed over ex bandmates. I mean, managers used to fucking, despite the money, the cash cow that he was, managers couldn't mm. wait to quit. Band mm. band members couldn't wait to quit. Um, yeah, crazy, right? Uh, and he was just a like I seem like a sociopathic sex monster is the way it sounds. He couldn't have a relationship with anybody. He was going from woman to woman. Um, mm, I got some, a podcast for him. Some of the things I found out, okay, he dated Jamie Lee Curtis because he wanted to be an actor. So he moved to Hollywood mm. and he dated Jamie Lee Curtis for a while. He dated downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> the um, BJ? Yeah. MTV. Yep. yep. <laughs> Um, and the bit I've just got to, I think it's early nineties and now he's dating a young Heather Graham. 
So he was betting wow. all these young starlets and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Heather Graham, man, yep. that's some yep. choice. You know, in the words of Tesco V, that's some choice grade A beef. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's like he can't have a relationship with anybody. Like he's huh. constantly cheating and he doesn't want to share his life with anybody. And all he cares about is See, num- now, you number know, one like hits. That's all he cares about. He's like a 65-year-old guy now, and he hasn't had a hit for 40 years. I mean... Right. Uh, yeah, that's sad. I mean, at that point, that you can't sort of... Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, but it's, it's just weird, because he's writing about himself doing all these terrible things, and you don't get any impression at all that he's sad about any of it. Like no I say, remorse. it's, it's, no like, remorse, he's, it's no. like he's talking about somebody else. Maybe it's, that's how he is able to talk about those things, is sort of, you know, pretend that he's looking down from above or something I, yeah. I don't know yeah I, I, I guess but he realizes he has these problems but it's not like he was um, it doesn't seem like he was talking to anybody he wasn't getting any help he was just mm. having sex was his way of dealing with things and mm. to get himself out of himself he'd just have sex with lots of different women and uh, yeah very very mm. odd and and he's so obsessed with getting number one hits like he's hate, hating on Duran Duran because they were threatening him in the charts and if something got to number three, he'd like throw a hissy fit and like be depressed for like a month, you know, because he didn't get to number one. So incredibly driven. It's just all very strange. Anyway. Hmm. Anyway. Well, so, I mean, I can't believe, how can he still be driven? He literally hasn't had a hit for like 40 years. Well, this was written about, I think this was about 15 years old, this book. So, hmm. but yeah, I mean, he, he hadn't. Still he thought hadn't, he was going to have a hit. Well, I, I, he was more into the Hollywood thing by that point. But I haven't gotten to the end. But I have a feeling, like I said, I have a feeling he gets committed or arrested for something. So I haven't hmm. gotten to that bit yet. So I don't quite know how this how this bit of the book ends. Because um, I know about ten years ago he released a very strange album. Well, rambling, weird album. Um, hmm. But then he seemed to pull it together about five or six years ago, like I said, and he did a couple of really successful, great tours. So, you know, I saw him and he was fantastic. So he's pulled himself together now, obviously. Hopefully he's got his shit together and got his life in order. But uh, anyway, anyway, I'm about three quarters of the way through and it's been fascinating but depressing as hell because he wasn't who I thought he was at all. So anyway, I'm going to end up by playing an Adamant song, but one of his very, very early ones... Um, I am gonna play the song "Fall In," but well, I'll I'll play it as we uh, after after we say our goodbyes. So, uh, anything else from you, Tom, tonight? No, I think so. I think I'm good. I'm okay. Content. Content. That's I'm content. Good... I'm 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 back at the Philip Philip Fortress of Solitude, and my computer is literally. Yeah, so was the internet. I think it just died just, again. There. And uh, yeah. I hope the internet wasn't too terrible. Uh, has, has, well, we apologize. If the sound, I hope the sound wasn't bad. Has the neighbor stopped pounding things in the ground? Yeah, no. I don't. The background noise is minimal at this point, other than like the two fans that are <laughs> you keeping pointing me from at sweating you? to death. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, no, I think I'm good. So yeah. All right. So we will uh, we will chat to you all uh, next time. Um, as normal, stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart. And, uh, Smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Okay, this is Adam Ant with Fall In. Bye bye. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. At the screen, on the green, now. Oh.